The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Messages of Hope. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back. I hope you copied down that number that that was just given on that announcement because today is call-in day when I'll be talking with you live, answering your questions. And again, as always, if I can't answer them, I'll ask my guides, Sanaya. And I have a little piece of paper in my hand right here to write your name on for a drawing for one of my online classes, your selection. I'll draw one name at the end of the hour and announce it then. So been quite the week. I've been preparing for quite a while for my upcoming personal mediumship class. That's uh, for those of you who don't intend to be mediums or even those of you who are mediums, just uh, more details and the real basics on how to connect with loved ones who have passed and with your guides. And and when I first announced this class, I said, it's probably not going to be much new for those of you who've studied with me in the past. Boy, was I wrong. About two weeks ago, I got this huge download from my guides that excited me so much. New ways of explaining who we are and why this connection is possible. I sent out an announcement about that. And I have to tell you, well, Ty is my witness. In the last, oh, four nights, I keep getting up in the middle of the night because they've given me even more new stuff. And I'm so excited because I'm applying what they teach me in my readings and could not be more thrilled with the connection. Plus, just on the spiritual path alone, it helps to understand and explain our oneness, our unity. How's that for Unity Radio? But it's pretty funny to be lying there in bed. Oh, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. And literally hear a voice say, get up. <laughs> I can't ignore that. When that one came through, I looked at the clock and it was 2.22. So I got up and I went out to the living room and I listened to the guides. I'm taking all kinds of notes. And finally they said, you can go back to bed now. And I looked down at the clock and it's 3.33. Really fun stuff, magical stuff. I just love it. And I can't wait for all of you to have those kinds of experiences as well. So enough of my chatting. Oh, by the way, that class in personal mediumship, it's April 10th and 11th, and it's live, a weekend class. Spend the weekend with me online, Saturday and Sunday, and an evening special channeling session with my guides uh, that Saturday evening. You can find out about it on my website, com slash 
personal for personal mediumship. So look at the lines lighten up here. I hope that when you call in, you'll ask questions that will apply to everyone. It's not a time for me to do readings online or psychic uh, divination. It's simply just answering calls that are of benefit to the whole. So I'm just going to go in the order in which I see you on here. And the very first person on the list, whose name I'm writing down before I forget it, is Denise. It's your lucky day. Welcome to the show. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. I I, I knew I was going to be on. I knew you were going to call me. I knew it. Okay. Well, that's pretty good that's attunement, I'd say. It, it was thanks to you and your courses. So, um, so grateful to be here. So, my question for you is, and I think I'm sure that other people feel the same way, is that um, I've lost both my mom and father. Um, they've tr both transitioned within a year of each other. My mom, when she passed, um, I felt her presence very strongly and right from the start. Um, I've had visitation dreams and lots of goosebumps, and um, mm. I just really, lots of signs and everything. But when my dad passed away, which has been about nine months, um, I haven't felt anything. Not a single ghost bump or any kind of sensation like I did with my mom. And I just wanted mm -hmm. to hear your thoughts on maybe why I'm not tuning into him. The, the, I just got my little lip twitch. And if you've studied with me, you know that's my guide saying, here you go. Here's your yes. answer, <laughs> which you. I love. Nice. Thank you. And um, what I'm sensing is that mom's a better communicator than dad and that very likely dad was one that kind of deferred to mom and he would not have been as, as uh, assertive as mom. Is that accurate? A hundred percent. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Trust okay. what you sense. So uh, it's not mm. that, and this is for everybody. That's why I like doing these call-ins because what I say to you, Denise, applies to everybody. When we don't hear from our loved ones, it's not that they don't want to talk to us. It's not that they're not around. Mom's a better communicator. Right. She probably would be the one to pick up the phone and call you and check on you and see how you're doing. And dad listens to mom give the report and he'll chime in when he can. But for now, you know, this is probably her mission just to let you know she's around and and dad is is very likely i have a very strong sense of him just like standing by nodding his head saying this is good i can't believe i can see denise i can see everybody this is pretty awesome yeah. and yeah. so we just have to learn to trust in the case of my mother right. i mean she was talkative she loved to talk to people she was assertive i can hear my sister laughing at that one right now yeah that's for sure but i don't hear from her very much and that's probably because she is more of a young soul meaning probably not as many incarnations as others and is not real good at communicating and still getting her feet on the ground across the veil so there's another reason for those of you who uh, to for whom the the first answer didn't apply Right. Okay. I, that's I thought maybe all of those things were true. And the only other thing I was just going to ask was because, and, and you've, their personalities are exactly that. And that was what I was expecting and thought that would be your answer. But um, mm -hmm. so it wouldn't make a difference if while he was here on earth, he and I had a lot of metaphysical conversations. And, and I know that he had tried a lot to communicate with his family who had crossed over and he was so, so into it that I I guess that's why I was so surprised, but maybe he's yeah. still learning on how to do I'm, it, perhaps. 
I'm hearing now it's an energy thing. So just a matter of dad learning to fine tune that communication energetically. Mm-hmm. A little bit more challenging than just opening our mouth and talking to each other. Right. So don't, don't, give, don't ever give up hope. It could be a while, but at least you know what to look for. Perfect. Meanwhile, I'll focus right. on raising mine through your courses. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Oh, you're welcome. And thanks for coming on the show. What fun, huh? Oh, my honor. My pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. And and when I said to Denise, you have to know what to look for, that's, and she's obviously knows what kind of signs to look for. It's all the ways that that our loved ones use consciousness to grab our attention. When something snags your attention and you just notice it, it turns your head and there's this momentary pause. That's what I call a snag. Now, why did I just turn and look at that street sign and you read the name and it's Carol Street and Carol is your friend who just passed. And it's those kinds of uh, things that catch our attention when we have to pull the thread and say, why did that happen? And then it's the unexplained synchronicities uh, and finding certain objects like feathers that just keep falling in front of you or you never used to see pennies, but now you did. Why is that? Because your loved ones see you're about to stumble over a penny and that they grab your attention, look down now, and there it is. So when those kinds of things happen, celebrate it. Think of your loved ones because they're sure thinking of you. I could go on and on about that, but we have folks waiting online. How about Safina? Did I say that right? Yes. Hi, Suzanne. <laughs> Hi, welcome. Um, yep, psychic, mediumship, all of that, and I've done. And I've noticed a trend with myself. I come out of the starting gate strong, and then I lose steam. Mm. And just when I'm trying to sort of say in the mediumship, I was part of your expand your innate um, in shift network, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, came out of the gate super strong, losing some steam in the mediumship, but I find kind of the psychic is coming in, and other sort of information that I'm getting from other sources. But when I thought of going deeper into mediumship, I felt myself pulling back and I tend to lose steam. And I'm not sure if it's just me being directed to something else or that that's a pattern that I go a bit into fear when things start to go good it's it's in a certain area let me just get some clarification are you talking about in the middle of a session for somebody a reading for somebody or just you do a few readings and then you lose interest or the passion for it yeah I'm not even sure how to put it because it's like I'm still I feel like I'm still really interested and then I I don't get information for a while and then I pull back and now I've got opportunities to kind of keep going with the mediumship. I could do a mentorship uh, program mm-hmm. for a year and it's like, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm well, not sure what that's well, here, all about. Here, I feel that tug of war. I can feel it in my body from your body and yeah. What comes to my mind is the statement, when it's your calling, you can't not do it. 
and uh, there's a passion and there's a drive. And I'm seeing now uh, a, an opening up that there is something more coming and that this has not been wasted time for you or wasted training because, oh, I see a shifting to the side. You're going to take these abilities that you're honing and use them for a lateral type of <sighs> fill in the words, guys. For something related, but not mediumship or psychic work, something using the same abilities and skills, using that intuition, and you'll know it when it happens. It'll be this big opening in your heart and an aha moment, and oh. this is it. And it'll be this passion that you just can't deny. So that wow. losing steam, and, I, and you can just feel it in your energy as well. It's like, well, there's a little should attached here. Like, I should be doing this because I have the ability but yeah. without that enthusiasm, that's a sign in itself. So don't feel okay. that anything's wrong with this. Celebrate okay. that it's a message that it's not yet. It has your your true calling has not yet revealed itself. Wow. Love that. How exciting. <laughs> that is exciting and just so hopeful that my heart will tell me when it's right and not to struggle without a doubt yep yeah all you're right. brilliant thank you thank you thank you you're welcome all right well i'd love if you reach back sometime and let us know when it unfolds something i will it I'll just feels like art is involved with it somehow too what's that okay. it just feels like art is involved somehow as well interesting That'll be interesting. All right. Thanks, mm. Athena. Thank Bye-bye. you. Take care. Bye. Let's move on. That was great. To Sam. You are on the air. Hi. How are you? I'm Suzanne. doing great. Well, there's a good burst yeah. of energy there. Welcome. Yeah. Oh, I love you. You're so wonderful. Thank you. Um, do you, you know, when you go to sleep at night and you sleep for four to five hours, do you astro travel and do you visit like your family, hang out with them, with the guides, or what do you do when you astro travel or when you sleep at night for five, four or five hours, like the REM sleep? Are you asking me personally, or is that the or generic? Anybody. Yeah, Sorry. with anybody. Sorry, anybody. With anybody. Yeah. Well, allegedly, from the guides, we our souls are visiting with family members and. We may remember it. It may come through as a dream visit. Uh, the body's rejuvenating, but consciousness is still having adventures. You can set a clear intention to remember some of those travels and to awaken as you go out of body. Again, that's a kind of a calling thing. Uh, it's not It's not something that I do often. I remember setting an intention to do that years ago, and my whole body started shaking and vibrating in the middle of the night, and it was like, oh, my God, I'm lifting out of my body, and then it it so scared me before I got into all of this that I I just plopped right back into the body. But it was so cool because it had opened me up to possibilities. So there is a lot going on when the body is asleep. But to become aware of it, it requires an intention before you go to sleep. All right? Okay. Awesome. All right. Have fun. Thank you. All right. Thanks for calling. Let me check the time here. Doing well. I love that all of you are calling in. It feels so good. I was having a kind of 
nice mellow day, even though it was busy. And I sit down here and I could feel the excitement building. I hope you can feel that beautiful energy flowing as well. Florida, you've called the show before and you're back on. Yes, sweetheart. Good afternoon. How are you? you? Doing great. Welcome. Yes, I just want to ask you uh, two quick questions. When the person passes, like my mom passed at 73, when they pass and they proceed to the other side, what age do they do? They take on a certain age. Do they remain the way they passed? Uh, another question is, what if they? Oh, let, let me do one at a time, okay? Okay. And that is, let's see. I can tell you what the literature for hundreds of years tells us, and I'll tell you first of all my personal experience of connecting with literally thousands of souls who have passed in a reading, they will show up as the age around which they passed. And there's good reason for that. So that when the medium says there's a child here or a young adult or an elderly person, their sitter, their client recognizes them. However, when they are not communicating with you through a medium, the literature says that they become the age at which they feel in the prime of life. It's whatever they want to be. And generally, the age that most people tell us is 35. Great health because, of course, there's no body to have breakdowns, but around 35. But again, oh, and then the final part that they tell me is that when you pass, they will show up at an age at which you will recognize them. So I've had a little boy in spirit who came through. He uh, dropped in on me and he wanted me to contact his mom. I'd given a reading to her months earlier, but I recognized him when he just appeared. I think I was out hiking and here's this little boy and he's given me the smell of chocolate chip cookies and a message for his mom. So I reached out to her right when I got got home from the hike and she had been baking chocolate chip cookies and at the time that he dropped in on me and his message was mom i'll always be your little boy and when you cross that's how i'll look to you and you know when i shared that message with her and she told me about baking the cookies while she was baking them she actually was thinking about her son thinking my gosh he's growing older without me he'll probably be a a, a grown man with a beard when i see him how am i going to recognize him and that shows us that they're in our thoughts they know what we're saying and that loud background noise thank you you just validated oops that answered your question yes just one more like my mom doesn't speak english very well so let's say i were to get a reading with you i wish i pray but how would you take that how would you i'll tell you what okay i'm gonna put you on hold while i answer this just so that we don't hear that background noise but I have brought through quite a few souls from across the veil who it turns out later never spoke any English and all of their thoughts come through in English to me, unless it's a language that I studied and I do speak a few. I was a language major in college and it's so much fun when I pick up their their words in a foreign language, but it's because all thoughts are simply consciousness and the brain picks up the frequency that's filled with information and messages and translates it for us. So that's not a worry at all. 
And I'm getting a huge nudge right now, Florida. You've called in so many times and I've answered so many questions and I can feel your longing for your mom that I'd like you to reach out through my website to my scheduling assistant, Lynette, and we'll get you on the waiting list pretty soon. Okay? So much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That must be your mom pushing you. you. I know a setup when I see it. (laughs) Thank you so much. I can't can't say thanks a lot. Bye-bye. All right, let's see. Harry, I don't think we've had you on the show before, but welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm a big fan of yours, and I can't wait for next week for the class. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Are you really Harry? Uh, No, Carrie. Oh, Carrie, okay. So we got Jeff, who my uh, wonderful engineer wrote Harry, so that's pretty funny. Maybe your family will start teasing you now and call you Harry. <laughs> maybe, maybe. All right, Carrie, welcome. How can I help you? Thank you. Um, what do you and Sanaya have to say about people like me who um, I relate so much better and more comfortably to animals and people who have crossed? Like I got along so much better with my parents once they were non-physical and I just have so much trouble with relationships that are here just I want to keep everyone at an arm's length but I love animals should I just just say that's the way it is or is there something to be done Oh, this is such an opportunity for you and anybody else listening who feels this way it, the whole journey is about uh, experiencing life in human form And then remembering we're not only human and it's our interrelations, our relationships with other people, how we interrelate with people that gives us a chance to do this dance of of individuality and through the comfort or discomfort that results from those relationships coming to know we are not only these bodies, these, these souls in a people suit, but ultimately at our deepest essence, pure being that expresses itself through all of them. And part of my class coming up, in fact, I've been working on it all day, is a way of explaining unity, of explaining oneness. And and I shared it with Lynette this morning, and I'm so excited because it's this analogy that would take me an hour to explain it, so I can't do it today. But it's our dissonance that we feel with other people that shows we're in human mode and you can learn to shift your focus and see each other as unique expressions of the same source. And it doesn't mean we have to love everyone or get along with everyone, but when you see the true essence of people, it at least allows you to have compassion for yourself and for them for agreeing to have this dance together. And not everybody can be our dance partner. But once people cross, then you're, they're not in your face anymore. All those issues that pushed your buttons dissolve in many cases. But it's the ones that push your buttons that give you that chance to say, I don't like the way this feels. Is there another way? And of course, animals Well, they're just little balls of unconditional love. They love us no matter what. And most people aren't that way. So it's no wonder we love our pets. But it's the ones that are harder to love that represent the greatest opportunities. Ah, okay. Thank you. (laughs) 
You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Well, this is great. Let's see. We have enough time before the break for another caller. Let's go to, I believe it's Kyrie or Kurt. I hope I have that right, but you're on the air. Why don't you say your name for us? Kyrie. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Pretty, pretty good there. Okay. Welcome. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. My question is, I sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and cannot go back to sleep. Uh, is this the time that my guides are trying to tell me something and what can I do to receive their communication better? Okay. Well, many times it's simply your busy human mind and things that are still churning around in there that wake us up and we can't go back to sleep because we keep the churning mind going and then we focus on things and the mind just can't be still. So there are certainly many methods to set the busy mind aside, such as counting very slow breaths and affirming, I am sleeping, I am sleeping, and before you know, you fall back asleep. However, just like with Carrie's question, when you can't sleep, if you are really lying there a long time, this is a great time just to do a meditation and to sit, lie there quietly or get up and go ask of some entity beyond yourself higher consciousness, a non-physical guide or family member, is there someone with a message for me? If there's a reason I can't sleep, and this is coming straight from your heart in a relaxed, receptive, anticipatory state, if someone has a message for me, I'm open to that. Please come now and give it to me. So you use this time when you can't sleep, no matter what the cause, to Get quiet, get centered, and from the heart, send that question out and simply listen and see what comes back to you. And if you can't sleep because somebody has a message, hopefully it'll become very clear. Have pen and paper ready because you might get some insights that really start flowing. Make sense? Yes, thank you. All right, I hope you give it a try. Yes, I will. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. And this is the kind of thing that we're going to be talking about in the class. Ty knows that I sleep with a pad of paper and pen beside me, and it's, it's, uh, it can't be easy to be my husband because probably three nights out of seven, I'll, I'll just be, you know, we'll be awake, and I'll be lying there in bed, and I reach over and grab that paper and go scribble, 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 scribble. And sometimes I'll fill a whole page with insights that are downloading, and I have to turn a page very quietly in the dark. And he said, that's why they call him St. Ty, because he never says a word, never complains. It's pretty awesome. I hope the same happens for all of you. All righty. So we're going to slide into a break right now and take more callers when we come back. Be sure to call 816-251-3555. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, 
a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield, May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org thrive. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Oh, my goodness. I'm texting with Ty, who's downstairs. He, he loves when I talk about him. I, I love talking about him. Do you know that he was downstairs stuffing an artichoke for our dinner? See, he really is a saint. <laughs> I have to tell you, talking about the pets in the last half hour, it's so heartwarming the way our pets really do love us unconditionally. We have this new puppy, Rusty, and he is the answer to to my prayers for the perfect lap dog. I just love having a dog on my lap. And this little boy, the second I sit down at my computer or on the couch, he sees me and he goes, and he comes running over like, oh, pick me up, pick me up. It's so sweet. Well, I usually will work with my laptop on my lap on the couch so I can have Rusty and Nellie beside me because Nellie doesn't like to be right on your lap. She likes to be beside you, which is perfect. But getting ready for this class, my syllabus is so many pages that I've gotten a big monitor and I'm spreading those pages out all over the monitor so I get the big picture all at once. So I have to put that on the working desk and I can't have both dogs beside me working at the desk until I got an insight this morning. And Ty said, what are you doing? Dragging that patio furniture inside. I went out on our patio and I got one of those long patio benches, a little love seat, and I dragged it in and I set it out in front of the desk and I put a big soft blanket on it. And I said, it's so Rusty and Nellie can sit beside me when I'm working now with this big monitor. And you should have seen Rusty. (gasps) And even Nellie, pick me up, pick me up. So I got to tell you, the oxytocin is flowing. Do you know what that is? That's this this hormone that flows. Uh, women, you would you would understand it. It flows when we go shopping. It's the pleasure chemical, the pleasure hormone. And anybody who has petted a cat or a dog or anything that they love would know that feeling. So, gotta love those little babies. All right. One other thing before I take the next caller. If you've listened to any of my classes, or I'm sure I've mentioned Brenda many, many times on this radio show, my wonderful friend, and now my guide across the veil, Brenda Baker, every time before I do a reading, I ask Brenda what my scheduling assistant and friend Lynette is doing. We call it the sign game, and I'm going to be talking about that in the class as well. But today, as I got ready for this show, I asked my team of guides to step in close so that the answers would come from them. And here's Brenda dropping in. And she says, I'm here, too. And I said, all right, prove it. And here I will give you the exact text that I sent to Lynette. I said, Brenda is here to help. She says, you're scratching, my dear, from swimming. In other words, itchy skin. I said, I don't want to say that on the air. And Lynette wrote back, Ha ha, it's the dry feet from the chlorine. I forgot my lotion. I just got out of the pool 10 minutes ago. 
And I said, can I share that? Because that is pretty amazing. Not only the exact situation with her skin, but what caused it. So any of you who want to connect with your loved ones, you can get direct evidence that they're here with you now. They know what's going on with you. And don't be satisfied with one little thing. Expand your questions, your vision, and they will give you the details. Isn't that awesome? I'm sitting here clapping. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you, Spirit. So enough yakking on my part. Let's move on. Terry, I believe you've been waiting quite a while, and I thank you for your patience. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Perfect timing. I was. I love your story about your pups. I uh, and I love your. Is your newest dachshund a blonde? Do they consider that color blonde? Well, she's totally blonde, but we they call it English cream when it's a dachshund. Okay. And she's actually okay. our second newest. She's a year old, and Rusty is four months old. Right, right, because you because yeah. you lost your other both of your others. Yeah, I was happy to see you got a new one, and I love the color. I used to have a long haired dachshund. I thought I would get that color, but I've ended up with Pomeranians now, and I have a fairly new one <laughs> that also likes to lay right on my lap, and I just love that. I've been yeah. thinking about it lately, so it's so funny when you brought it up. <laughs> okay, I have a question about chakras. I love to do your ten minute transformation meditation to yoga. And mm. I really enjoy it, clearing my chakra energy with your meditation. But I've been wanting to ask for quite some time. I know chakras have been around the idea of it literally for ages. But do you mm -hmm. know where the awareness of the associated colors from our centers come from? Where that, where that yes, originated it's from? from? It's from those who actually can see auras, the it, the majority of them literally identify those colors. They see them objectively mm. and subjectively. As objectively means if I were to look at it, I could see that with my eye, open eyes. Subjectively, eyes don't have to necessarily be open. You sense it. But not everybody sees those same colors. So the color does um. not relate exactly to the vibration this, that we might recognize scientifically but uh, is, I believe it's simply the collective consciousness that has come to an agreement. That's the color associated with it. This goes way deeper than, than I'm aware of. And the guides right now are saying that's good enough for our purposes today. Right, right. I, do, I, I don't know why I hadn't thought about that, about the colors, the auras. People see the colors because I've just had it on my mind just wondering. So that's, that is interesting. Okay, well, that's good enough. Well, thank you for all you do, and I just, you're my favorite teacher, and I just don't miss a show, so thanks for calling on me. Oh, you're welcome. It's it's my honor to help everybody. I just love sharing. As soon as I get new stuff, giving it to everybody else, it's meant to be shared. That's great. Uh, let me great. see. Thank uh, you. Terry mentioned, for all of you listening, the... Um, 10-Minute Transformation. If you're not aware of that, please go to SuzanneGiesman.com slash gifts, and it's a free download. I use it myself when I feel blocked up or disconnected, and it's written to some beautiful channeled music from Frederick Delarue, and it'll just clear you up better than any pill you can take. Instant, instant, recharging and uplifting. That's Super. great. I've been listening All to right. it for years. All right. Thank you. All righty, let's move on to Francis. Welcome. Hi. Hey. How are you? Okay. Um, <laughs> good. My question is, how can I 
call on my higher consciousness or my spirit guides or anybody that can help me with a current, like, recurring issue I have in my life, say, like, a bad habit, something I want to overcome. Like, what's the best way to call on whoever it is I need? Is there people out there that can help me? Yeah. Because I can't help myself. <laughs> it's, yes, it's hard. This, is, this, is, this is the whole goal here, to help you all help yourself. And you absolutely can get these kinds of answers yourself. The very first thing I would tell you to do is go to that same gifts page on my website, SuzanneGiesman.com slash gifts, and scroll down until you find the video, Seven Steps to Connecting with Higher Consciousness. It's also on YouTube. And that's my method that I use for meditation, for asking questions, for connecting with loved ones and guides. And when you get to the last two steps, the bless me method, the last two, it's an acronym, M-E stands for merge, and that's when you invite in a loved one or guide who has the answer you need to merge with your energy field, and E, experience the answer to any question that you ask, experience their presence. So it's at that point, after you go through the preceding steps, you ask very pointedly from the heart with the intention of receiving an answer, what is the next step for me, what is the the advice you have for me. Our guides won't always tell us exactly what to do because making choices is how we learn, but they will definitely give you insights. So that's when you, during that experience stage, the last stage, you simply become quiet and listen and sense. Do you get an immediate answer? If you don't, I love how this applies to all of you listening right now. Don't despair. Don't think you did it wrong. Don't think anybody didn't listen to you. You've asked it in this direct way from your soul to their soul with the belief that you'll get an answer. So in the coming days, remain aware of how else that answer may come to you. Are you suddenly snagged by a book that's been on your shelf all along? If so, pull that thread, pull it out, open it up, and oh my God, there's my answer. Or do you, are you snagged by a billboard that has the exact answer that you need? Do you pull up behind a car at a red light and the license plate says big yes or something like that? And you just know in your heart because you asked so clearly, that's my answer. And this applies to any questions we have. Do that over and over. Keep listening for the answer, watching for snags, pulling the thread, acting on what you sense intuitively. And as you notice that this actually works, you'll make a habit of this and realize we are not alone. We're so connected, but we have to ask the questions. Okay. You said that that's on your website. Is I'm looking at it now. Is it other goodies, contact resources? And uh, let's see, go to other goodies and under on that page, there's so many goodies. There should be a one called gifts. I think you okay. can get there directly just by typing SuzanneGiesman.com slash gifts. Both okay. ways. Okay, I found then you, the gifts. I can look. Yeah. Oh, you I can also go here. down uh, to the footer, the gray area at the bottom of the homepage and find the exact word gifts and it'll be on that page. Okay. Thank okay. you. You're welcome. You know, Thanks for it, calling. It made me curious about the first caller about how she said she was so connected to her mother. So I was very, very connected to my mother. We talked on the phone every day. She was very 
you know, we were both very social, very talkative. But I, I've i gotten a few signs from her, but I don't uh, feel her, you know, uh, very often. And yeah. I don't feel like I get a lot of signs from her, just occasionally. But and then, so what do you think that explanation is for that? It simply could be just not exactly knowing what to ask for, what to sense, but you can have a deliberate connection. And that's the kind of thing that I teach in my classes. And again, that's way beyond the scope of this brief radio show. Mm -hmm. This is something we can learn to do in a meditative state. Okay. Yeah, that's my problem. I'm very much like in my own head and it's very hard for me to get out of my head. And that's some of the new teaching that I just got. I shared it with Lynette this morning about a way to get out of our head and just a very brief practice. And she said, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, lots of good stuff to be sharing. And I'll also share it in my monthly mentoring webinar that's coming up in April. Okay. Okay. As Thank those you. are open to everybody. Okay. In fact, I'm making a note right now. Add to monthly mentoring. <laughs> Thanks for calling. <laughs> Thank you, Suzanne. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. There we go. Big note. You guys saw me working. I wrote it. I'm throwing it on the floor. The floor is always littered with papers when I'm finished these shows. Okay. Ty knows not to pick up things that are in the middle of the floor. Did you know that about me, guys? Like if he walks out and there's a, a, a box of dryer sheets on the floor. When we first got married, he's like, what's this doing there? picking it up and I'm like no don't pick that up that's how I remind myself to go fold the laundry before it gets wrinkled and papers lying in the middle of the floor have meaning everything has meaning <laughs> he, I'm his cross to bear all right Trudy you are our next guest welcome hi this is Trudy hey. yeah so happy to talk with you. I just finished taking your mediumship class in February and um, absolutely love the learning that I'm doing. Um, I try to watch one of your YouTubes or one of your presentations every morning to start my day. Oh, my goodness. I hear these things love and it. it's hard for for Suzanne to to really believe that people do this binge watching and binge listening. But the soul says we're right on mission. So I'm just very grateful. Thank you. Yes, I'm thankful um, for all the sharing. And I have a question about grief. Um, I think so many of us are dealing with grief at any time and at any um, heaviness, if you will. And and yeah. so I was wondering, you know, I do think that it probably causes a barrier with our desire to connect. So how do we process and work through grief so that okay. it doesn't block our desire to connect. Um, I don't think it probably ever goes away, but how do we get to a point where we can live with it without it blocking us? Oh. Okay. Well, if you enjoy what listening to a video every morning, I would recommend you go through the archives of this show and do a search for the term grief. I've had quite a few amazing grief experts on, and they have such great guidance. The overarching advice from everybody is don't block it. Know that it is a process. It does come in waves, and it's very natural. However, comma, once we've felt it, use the tools that are shared liberally on this show and in many great books. I'm, what comes to mind right away is the A to Z toolbox, an excellent book. I can't remember the author right now. I'm sorry about that, of uh, dealing with grief so that you can 
be proactive and recognize it, feel it, but say, okay, I'm acknowledging it. I'm not pushing it away. I'm not resisting it. I'm allowing it to flow. But now let's take some proactive action at the same time. So that's what I would recommend. What you're doing is you're you're dealing with patterns of interacting with a loved one. And when that loved one is no longer here physically, those patterns are still present in your energy field. And they just keep coming up and coming up until the patterns change. That doesn't mean we have to hang on to the pattern or our loved one is lost. Through mediumship and through the teaching here about how we can connect with our loved ones, and I guarantee all of you, your loved ones are still with you, you learn to establish new patterns of relating to them. That's what's so awesome about support groups like Helping Parents Heal that encourage people to establish a new relationship with their kids across the veil. When we realize they're still with us, we still feel the grief, but there's now an uplifting feeling that, okay, but they're not lost and gone If they're still here, by gosh, I'm going to connect with them. I'm going to keep talking to them. And in doing so, you're establishing positive patterns with them and moving forward (laughs) together. Totally different patterns. And so anytime we fall back into the old patterns, that's when the grief comes up again. I see. Thank you. I've never thought about it in the terms of patterns. So thanks, Suzanne. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Boy, I get to really go on in these long answers. I hope it's helpful. (laughs) It's helpful. All right. Good. Thanks for calling. (laughs) Let's see. Goody, we have enough people on the line that we will just be able to flow right to the end of the show. We'll go here to Carol. You're on the air. Hi, Suzanne. Thanks for taking my call. I am a member of one of the uh, development circles through you, and we're really doing great and are always citing you. But may I, I may I stop a, a second before you ask your question? Yep. What Carol's talking about is the people that att- who attend my monthly mentoring webinars. My wonderful assistant Bev and I provide a service where anybody who wants to form a small group with kindred spirits, we hook you up together, and you take it from there. And with I think Bev has organized over fifteen, maybe twenty development circles around the world by time zone, and these. Groups help people that don't have other people around them to connect with. And these groups provide bonds with, they, they get bonds with each other and they, they provide support and they develop their connection across the veil. It's really a tremendous thing. So Carol, <laughs> your yeah. question. Our, our group, our group is great and we've been together for a year with new members coming all the time. But my okay. question is, if we're here to learn lessons, and our soul learns a lesson, but then when we come back and we have the veil of forgetfulness, how does that lesson help us in this life? Or I'm not quite sure how to word the question, but I think you get the gist of what I'm trying to say. I do. So mostly we hear about people who didn't learn a lesson in a past life, and it comes back again and again in this life. If you're a very impatient person, there was probably an issue with that in a past life. There's a, there's a greater aspect of us, call it an oversoul, that, that greater than even the soul that says, I'm going to have multiple lifetimes and I'm going to work on these issue in this life and this issue in that life. And so we become very aware of the issues we need to work on, but not so much aware of the issues that have already been resolved. So if you're you know, if you're really compassionate with people and you're really patient, well, perhaps you've already resolved that one. 
just uh, just notice what keeps coming up in your life. What patterns keep repeating themselves in this life? And very clearly, that's a soul issue now. Does that answer it? Great. It does. Thank yeah, you. it's funny. I was dealing with a woman recently and, and brought up that issue. And in fact, it was on a program. And I said, for example, you're in a marriage and you get divorced. And then you marry another guy and the same issues come up and you just can't get along. So you get divorced again. And, and this is a pattern and, and it's spirit's way of saying, pay attention because I'm going to keep bringing you a guy that's going to put that same issue in your face until you realize it's you that has an opportunity to heal something within you. It's that other person's role to bring it out in you so you can clear it. And that exact example belonged to this woman that was helping me with the program. She said, oh my God, Suzanne, (laughs) I get it. I get it. I'm going to finally pay attention. And it's one of those things like, don't get married again until you figure out how to resolve this. And that's when you can turn to your guides and ask them, show me, guide me. What do I need to do? How can I improve this? Good stuff. I love this stuff. Thank you all for letting me Thank share you. it with you. Let's move on to Lee. You're on the air. Hi, Suzanne. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm not certain this is the right forum for this, but I think it might be a general question. Mm-hmm. I had participated in your um, monthly mentorship, I think it was last month, and you mm-hmm. were talking about that. I forgot the term, that essentially like a, a done box, right? Oh, so, yeah. Right, you write your intention and 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 you you know, you hold the belief that it will happen. Mm-hmm. But do you have any advice or thoughts about when it doesn't? And are there, do you are, like is the implication that you there's nothing that you can't make happen? All I right, mean, that's a great question. I absolutely have to ask the guides for that one, but let me just uh, tell everybody that that idea of a done deal box is what I call it came from an interview on this show with Michael McCord, the quadriplegic who overcame his, uh, his, his physical handicaps and is walking again. And he had what he called a God box. I put my wish and my desire in my done deal box and I credit my latest breakthroughs to that. So why wouldn't it happen? Let me ask the team. Okay, I got the lip twitch and I heard now is not the time. Trust the greater picture. Something else is coming. So this is another example of when we think we know what's best for us. We think we know what is the right direction for us. But we're all interdependent beings. And something not happening for you may provide an opening for someone else or there may be something in the big picture you can't yet see. So trust the flow. Ask, is there a better question for me at this time? Ask that of your guides. Ask, is there another way to word this desire at this time? And ask your guides what you asked me. If I'm not getting the answer, can you show me what I need to know now? All right. Thank you. 
You're so welcome. And again, everybody, that applies to all of us. So I hope you're learning things that are helpful to you. And I thank my guides for that answer. Oh, goody, we have time for another. Deb, you're on the line. Hi, Suzanne. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. I just love uh, all the things you do to inspire people. Thank you. I have a question about... I have a T-shirt that says inspire. I um I wake up a lot in the night at like 3.33 a.m., 3.03 a.m., 3.38 a.m., et cetera. And I, I remember listening to some Wayne Dyer YouTube videos that he said, when that happens, you should keep a pen and paper by your nightstand and do what I think he referred to as something called automatic writing, where you just start writing and you don't even know what is going to come out because yeah. it might be what woke you up. Can you elaborate on that? Yes, ma'am. Perfect timing with less than a minute to go. I can tell you to go to the archives of this show. Two weeks ago, my guest was Michael Sandler, and the whole show was about automatic writing. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I will. Thank you. Yes, and Um, we we also um, are going to be discussing that in my personal mediumship class coming up. All right? And there's my alarm. That means don't forget to pull a name right now from all of you who've called in. So I'm going to get off of there right now. Thank you so much, Deb. And I now have all my little slips of paper. And I am pulling a name of somebody here with my eyes closed, I promise. And the winner is Carrie who you also might know as Harry. (laughs) You're the winner today, so please go to my website to online courses and choose one of my courses and let Bev know by contacting her on the contact page which one you chose. That would have to be one that's not sponsored by the Shift Network, one of my courses. So I thank you all for calling in. I see there was one other caller there, Jamie or Jelmy. I'm sorry I didn't get to you. But maybe you'll call back next time, and we'll get your question then. In the meantime, I hope that I've empowered all of you to know that you don't have to go to a psychic to get the answers to your questions. So many times when people ask me questions, they already know the answer. You already know the answer in your heart because your heart's telling you. Trust that. That's the universe speaking to you through your soul, and the heart is the bridge. You're so much more powerful than you know, and you're so very loved, as Sanaya reminds us in the Daily Way messages every day. My love to all of you, and I'll see you here next week. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, 
I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.